Hello, everyone, and welcome into episode 30 of That's What Bee Said. I'm your host, Bree at Breezy Clee, and I'm joined by my fellow co-host, Brittany Mollis at Bird's Eye View. Hi, Britt. Hello. And Miss Meredith is back at MCAN Sports. Hi, Mayor. Hello. Well, like my vacation went, I completely failed and everything went wrong with trying to get us up and live. So I'm just going to chalk this up. I'm just just going to chalk this up to nothing is going right in my life right now. Oh, but I'm back. We missed you. Missed you guys. I'm happy to, I guess, be somewhat back and settled. We have a list of things to go over with all of you. We will cover off my vacation drama, which was unbelievable. We'll go over Brown's chatter. It's been pretty quiet. So people are making stuff up. Brittany and I debated this two (laughs) weeks ago before I left. So we'll just fight about things that we don't have to fight about, but we're going to fight about anyway. Um, We'll talk about the Indians. You guys have to fill me in. I am completely off the cusp when it comes to baseball and what's going on. Meredith, that's all you. Meredith, that is you. (laughs) I mean, I've got, yeah, I know. I've got the uh, all-star game on right now while simultaneously tweeting out just terrible takes about set all um, that was no that was a good take <laughs> it led to a couple of good questions yeah i mean and now i'm getting all these responses and i'm like crap now i can't like respond to everything because we're recording this podcast and i don't want to be distracted <laughs> on twitter while we're trying to record meredith versus the mlb oh, oh my two. god it's like it's 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 not just me i just think it's fans versus major league baseball because there is not a single person who hates their job more than rob manfred like he hates baseball and i think the only reason he he likes his job is because it pays millions of dollars like that's it okay i'm just i mean i would love my job if i got paid millions of dollars too that's true yeah i would love it i would love you know scrubbing toilets if it paid millions of dollars but I am just no. catching up on your tweet because I was in a really bad headspace and I was pouting and I was being upset about how I couldn't get us to go live. I had no idea what you guys were talking about while I was in a stressful mode of Googling links and not finding answers. And I did not realize that you were talking about Aaron Judge. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's, no, we weren't. So I know, I know. Meredith <laughs> said this out loud as you were trying to like get everything together. Meredith was sitting there and it's all quiet. And then Meredith goes, Aaron Judge gives me Pete Davidson vibes. And then everything just went to hell. <laughs> so I only caught the Pete Davidson part. I did not, I did not realize that yeah. she was referencing Aaron Judge. And I was just reading the response to the tweet right now. And I feel like you guys have to tell the listeners what is being discussed because I agree with a lot of what is being said. She's <laughs> So I, so Aaron Judge was up at the plate and I was watching him and I don't know what it is. He just gives me Pete Davidson vibes. Kind of. And, uh, yeah. And then I asked this question, cause I think about this a lot is Pete Davidson and we can put Aaron Judge in that question too. Is Pete Davidson hot or is he just tall? And then <laughs> Pete Davidson is hot. Aaron Judge is just tall. Yeah. And then we you got into Pete Machine Davidson Gun Kelly. Hot? Oh yeah. Pete Davidson's hot. I don't know why he just is. I feel like and I, I, that's not a popular thing. I don't think. Cause every time I, I say that there are people that will like rally around that, like diehards. And then there's people that are like dead set against it. So it's yeah. a very controversial statement, but he has like a, a quality about him. And I think it's the ambiguity. 
You know what I mean? Because he could be like any number of things. And you're Hmm. like, yeah. I think it's like, he is funny and humor is attractive. Like he's legitimately funny and knows how to be funny, not at other people's expenses. Cause I feel like that's one of the big like red line borders that I always make with humor is that if your humor is at the expense of other people, you're not funny. But like Pete Davidson is, he, he's just flat out funny. Like I love his skits on SNL cause he just plays this like clueless dum dumb like the Chad skits are some of my favorite they like, they have me in tears every single time. He's so funny. So I, I think the, the personality along with the height contribute. You could tell that he's smart too. Yeah. yeah which that's sure. the best quality, a smart guy. Yes. And then I also, before we started recording, recommended the King of Staten Island to Brittany because it is an incredible. Is that Brady? Dogs. Yeah, you can cut out my dogs barking. I'm usually in the basement, but I'm the only one in my house. So then they just like scratch at the basement door all night. Aww. So I was really hoping they wouldn't bark, but here we are. It's okay. Normally, like at some point during the podcast, Slama always comes up and screams into the microphone. There's Joey. Yeah, Llama's hiding right now because of the thunder. Oh. All right, so hat fishing, guys. Yes. Hat fishing is a real thing. So the conversation didn't stop yes. there. So then somebody responded and they said, is, is he hot or is he just wearing a backwards hat? I mean, <laughs> I agree with questions. that. Yes. Yes. Like, okay, so I am, since I am still single, I, I mean, I actually haven't been on any of my dating apps in months, but when I do go on the dating apps, I have very hard and fast rules that if they do not have a picture, at least one picture without hat and sunglasses, it's an automatic swipe left. Cause I don't know what you actually look like if every single one of your pictures, you're either wearing a hat, sunglasses or both. What about a beard? Beards are okay. What about not beards? Not beard is also okay. I like, I think it depends on the person. Wait, are um, you saying not-, not beard as in not having a beard or a beard yeah, that like has no a facial, like oh. clean face? <laughs> you yeah, like, I, beard. I, I was like, not. <laughs> I was like, wait, is that a thing? <laughs> I, I honestly, like, I go either way. I've dated scruffy guys. I've dated not scruffy guys. Like, that's not really a deal breaker for me. But yeah, if I'm scrolling, like, because wearing a hat and sunglasses is like the male version of the doggy face filter on Snapchat for girls. Like, every guy, like, in their Bumble bio would say, like, don't use filters or I can't tell what you look like with your puppy. Like, okay, true. You can't really tell what we look like with filters on, but wearing hats and sunglasses is the male version of of a filter. That is true. It makes you look better than you actually are. So yeah, if if all of their pictures are hats, sunglasses, or both, it's an automatic swipe left. You know what I've noticed about guys though, is that they tend to look better in person than they do in photos. Because they don't smile in photos. Yeah. Yeah that is true like they refuse to smile in photos and like Why? i don't know i have no idea and then all of their smile? photos are are with fish which that uh, another thing i don't understand the fish I, oh, I except, the unless fish. it's miles garrett right mm, i didn't like that picture <gasps> i don't know i mean i like every picture of miles garrett it made me so. sad it made me sad what with the Why, she's the fish with the bed yes deep fish not really. I mean, I'm a meat eater. I, I like don't like to think about it. That's the thing. 
I feel like I feel like dead cows would make me sadder than dead fish. Oh, for sure. Because dead because cows have personalities and they're adorable. Was it a fish or was it a shark? I can't remember because I also saw a picture of someone with a shark, and that I could be thinking of just like someone. He on probably my killed feet. the shark with his bare hand. Okay, I don't like that. <laughs> he, See, he doesn't the, that cheer you up? No. With his with maybe he smoldered like with his smolder he killed the shark. <laughs> Wow, we really got off. This is a sports podcast. Fast start (laughs) with this. It just, it all started because I got got so distracted by Aaron Judge and it made me think of Pete Davidson. And then my my ADD mind just wandered from there. And then it, then you guys caught it. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. I used to think Aaron Judge was really cute until he smiled. So I, I've, (laughs) I've been there and I feel bad saying that, but- you know maybe that's why guys don't smile maybe <laughs> Aaron Judge and this is another thing I said he looks like he hit puberty everywhere except for his face because he's very okay tall that. he's, he's so tall and so yeah he's massive beast. but he also looks like he couldn't grow facial hair to save his life yeah puberty Some guys have trouble with that face. yeah <laughs> And we don't shame. We don't shame that because, no, no, you know, no, that's no. not something like that's something that's beyond your control. We don't I'm still waiting that. on myself to hit puberty. My breasts <laughs> still haven't come in. Did you guys hear about the, the Pfizer vaccine? Did you get it? The Pfizer? I no, I got that. Moderna. I, what, what's oh. going on with that? Do you grow women? Oh, I know. I saw Women's it. Yeah. breasts are getting larger after getting the vaccine. Well, darn it. Can I have a do-over? <laughs> <laughs> I got the Pfizer too. Ugh. Are they gaining weight? Is that just what's happening? I don't know. I didn't read about it because I don't want to like have my dreams crushed. And I, for a second there, I thought about it. And I'm like, hmm. I just perhaps. felt my chest. <laughs> yeah. Like I've been like sort too. of canvassing the area to be like, maybe, you know. I mean, that's, uh, are their breasts growing or are they just pregnant? Okay. Like I'm not pregnant. Maybe my boobs are just catching up or I'm just getting fat or. <laughs> Could be a combination of everything. <laughs> too many outstandings um well i didn't even get i didn't even go through like the rest of our topics but we will touch on the calves um there's a very important topic of britney versus danny that we have to get into this was also something we talked about a few weeks ago it is still ongoing and there's some news to share and then finally probably the most important thing of this podcast it is french fry day and we want to <laughs> chat through and have a discussion what is the best french fry because people love making lists the general theme of this podcast is lists and French fries will not be left out. It is the actual Friday, not Channing Fry Day. <laughs> I always fry think about you day. when there's a fry involved. The one that got away. <laughs> the guy that I kept sending Channing Fry gifts to. He wasn't the right guy if he doesn't appreciate a good Channing Fry gift. Okay. Very true. All right. So I don't even know if I want to get into all of my vacation drama. I will just say that... I had a very interesting experience on my vacation where we went to check in. This was me and my husband and my kids. And we were the first ones there of our entire family. And there was someone already in the unit. So we spent the first three days of our vacation trying to figure out the mess. And I will just say that if you want to really go through my story, you can find it on my TikTok page at Breezy Klee is my username. I did post it there based on the encouragement of my friends. Meredith, Brittany, Ange, and Jenna. They all told me to post it on TikTok because it would go viral. Sure enough, it got over 200, I don't know, 40,000 views on my first. I had to make it into multiple parts because I couldn't fit it on a 60 second video. 
But what I will say is it just left me with when any, anytime anything goes viral, right? You always have like the negative people and the people that just can't not comment anything. And I knew that there was going to be a handful of people that, that would say that I was just being a brat and that I should be so lucky that I'm even on vacation. Some, some woman commented that she hasn't been on vacation for 12 years and that I should just shut up and be happy. And what I want to say about all of this is I have not been on vacation for two years, right? Like everything got backlogged because of COVID and we were really looking forward to this trip and going to the beach and traveling with children is already stressful enough to show up and not actually be able to get into the place that you're planning on staying for an entire week was just my heart literally sunk. And at that point, we had already unloaded all of our luggage, all of our groceries, we had a bunch of cold stuff and a bunch of stuff in the freezer that we were trying to like, like what, what was going to happen? Like, we didn't know if we had a place to stay. It was also the day before the 4th of July. So we just assumed like, are we going to be out of a place? Where are we going to stay? Well, the thing that bothered me the most about the entire story is there was this lady named Nikki. <laughs> Nikki has become the Nikki. new Karen in my mind. Nikki. She was a property manager and the guy that was in the unit, I'm not going to say his name, Casey listens to the show because he actually was from Ohio. So like bizarre, just everything was just bizarre. And he booked with this lady named Nikki and she was the property manager. My mother booked with the actual owner of the unit. Nikki is works for the owner. So he was like pretty, very curious, asked me a lot of questions of who I booked with. He was like, well, I booked with Nikki. And I was like, I have no idea who Nikki, who's Nikki? Like, I have no idea who Nikki is. So he calls her on the phone, puts her on speaker, and she was very rude, not to him specifically, but just very matter of fact that the unit was available and no one was staying in it, the unit that we were supposed to be in. Well, I guess to make a long story short, this guy, when I got there, told me that they had originally booked unit C. They were in unit I, which was the unit that was going to be available, which was the unit that we had booked for two weeks. Then he told me that Nikki told him told him that, that unit I was available and they should move there. It was an upgrade, a little bit of more space. So this is coming from the man that was in the unit we were supposed to be in. Nikki did not own up to any of this. She had denied for two days that the unit was available. It was a screw up of property management transition from an ownership. It switched hands. And my mom at the time had been in contact with the owner the owner found a paper trail from a year ago when we booked the unit that Nikki was on. When the property manager switched hands, Nikki was sent all the information of our booking with the correct dates. So we did find a paper trail of her being incorrect. And still to this day, she has not taken any responsibility or ownership of her screwing up. What I think happened was, I think she personally knew this family and may have promised them this unit, you know, free upgrade, whatever. It, I have no idea. Check-in time wasn't until 4 p.m. We got there at 3.45. So they were clearly there before check-in time. So there were just a lot of stories that just didn't add up to me. We ended up moving into Unit C, which, again, very odd that it was open for a full week during the 4th of July week in the same building. And that was the unit that the guy had told me he was originally booked. So everything was just very odd. But I will say... My mom got refunded for the first week. Um, it was a pain because they put us in a place that was 45 minutes away of where we were staying. Um, they didn't get us into our new place until two days later. 
And then my parents had to move again on Saturday. So it was just multiple moves throughout this entire time frame. What I want to address for anyone that's saying that I'm complaining and whining and I should just be grateful. This goes as a reminder that you can be upset about something while also still being grateful. I still was very happy to be on vacation, to not working for a full week, to be spending time away with my family, to actually taking a trip out of our house for the first time in two years. But I'm also allowed to be upset by the situation and the major inconvenience that happened to us. Um, Like I said, when you have children and young children at that, they thrive on routine. They thrive on what is happening next, as do a lot of adults, right? We were exhausted. The day was exhausting. We didn't have a place to stay. We were out of a place. We had moved everything. We had gotten all our groceries. At this point, it was dinner time. Everyone was hungry. So I just wanted to end with that. So that was my story. It it was just, it was a trip. That's for sure. One we'll never forget. I will say this. I, You have the right to be upset about not getting something that you paid for. Like, I don't care if it is a week in a condo, uh, an air fryer that you bought on Amazon, (laughs) clothing that you got from wherever. I don't care. Like if you pay for something and you are not receiving what you paid for, you have the right to be upset about it. And I think it's just so just Karen-like of someone to, to tell you that you're not allowed to be upset about something. Like that's absurd. You can't, you're not like, you can't tell somebody else how they're supposed to feel like, you know, and I had this, so, I mean, you guys know this, I've been kind of open about it. Like I do work multiple jobs and one of my jobs during COVID I was furloughed from because there were, you know, there were no sports. So I was talking with one of my friends back home who was having a lot of frustrating things happening at her job. And at one point she was like, I feel so bad complaining because I know that you're struggling financially having been furloughed from, from a job that pays you a lot of money. And I feel bad complaining. And I said, listen, you have every right to complain. Like just because you're in a better situation than I am, doesn't mean that your feelings are invalid. And like, that's exactly what I told her. I was like, if you want to complain to me, it doesn't bother me. And it doesn't upset me because your feelings are valid. You know, the things that are happening at your place of work during, you know, an uncertain time are, you're allowed to be upset by it. So, you know, just because, you know, your job didn't furlough you and you're still making good money and you get to work from home and you have all of these things that you're, you know, that you're grateful for doesn't mean you're not allowed to be upset. So that, that is annoying that someone's telling you like, oh, you can't be upset about something because it's more than what some, no, stop it. Yeah. Yes, precisely. Um, I will say we are really big nerds. I'm definitely a huge nerd. Jeff and I, my husband and I are like really big into hunting shark's teeth. <laughs> oh, I saw that TikTok too. It was so cute. So we spent a lot of our mornings and evenings just walking up and down the shoreline hunting for shark's teeth. And I have to laugh because he's still there. And he sent me two text messages today. He doesn't send me many text messages, not like a big text person. But today he sent me two and they were both pictures of his shark's teeth that he found on the ocean oh, with a dollar so bill cute. so that I could compare the size of the teeth. <laughs> that's Aww. awesome. Are you going to do like crafts with them? Are you going to make shark tooth necklaces? 
You know, I don't know. We have a lot and then the kids got really into it. So I don't know, maybe I'll make one for the kids if they want, but I have to figure out what to do with all them. We probably have like over a hundred or so of them. Wow. If anyone Jeez. is interested in shark tooth hunting, I would be more than happy to share tips and tricks, but I have to warn you, it is very addicting, very addicting. That's crazy. Cause you were in Myrtle, Myrtle beach, right? Yes. See my parent, like my parents have a condo in Myrtle and we've been going every summer. Well, I mean, I haven't gone with them lately, but they still go, you know, we would go a few times every summer since I was like five years old. And I don't think I've ever found a shark tooth there. You have to know what you're looking for. That's true. I was, <laughs> I was, I was way more interested in playing in the waves there you than, go. than hunting for shark's teeth. But now I'm like, now I feel like a piece of my childhood is missed. Like I missed out on shark tooth hunting as a kid. No, you can get it back in your thirties. So that's true. You know, our girls trip, we've talked about needing to go on a girls trip. If we go to a beach, I will be shark teeth hunting. Yes. You guys will all be like sitting around drinking and I'll be shark tooth hunting. Oh like no, I'm going to like, I'm going to take my drink with me Yes, and okay. we're going to shark tooth hunt with the, with the drinks. Perfect. Dangerous. Perfect. Um, all right. So that was that. And then this is going to lead into the Browns and Baker. But so, you know, when you get back from vacation, sleeping in your own bed is like one of the best feelings in the world. And I slept like a dream last night and I had the weirdest dream, you guys. Um, and Baker Mayfield and Tom Brady were both in it. And I have no idea why, but Tom Brady was wearing a Baker Mayfield jersey specifically. And he like hollered over. I like saw him and he was like, Hey, look, let's go hang out. So I followed him and we go to Baker Mayfield's house. He was in the basement playing video games and Tom Brady joined him donning his uniform. And I was getting all nervous because I'm like, well, there's a game tonight. Like you have to get ready for your game. Like, is this what you do? Is this normal? Well, the game was the Super Bowl, and Baker Mayfield was playing in it. And Tom Brady was there wearing his uniform. So I feel like this is I'm seeing into the future. I'm calling it. There's going to be a Super Bowl. Baker Mayfield will be in it and perhaps Tom Brady. <laughs> so wait, can wait, can you do Baker? No, I don't. My brain's not working. I just short circuited, but uh, I didn't realize that you're BFFs with Tom Brady, that you, that he would invite you over and say, Hey, let's go to my other BFF Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I don't know. It was really, it was really like, that's like the only thing I remember from my dream. Um, and then I woke up in a startle at 7.53 a.m. I had a meeting at 8 a.m. <gasps> and I literally was like, oh my God. I, and luckily it was virtual, obviously. I literally just rolled out of bed, put my glasses on, scruffled up my hair. And I was like, thank God I'm tan because ta a tan masks everything. Yes, you do right? very tan. Um, which it's going to fade in like three days, but I'm still wearing the shirt that I was wearing to bed last night. I still, I still have yet to change from my 7:53 meeting. That's amazing. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into the Browns. Let's get into lists. So can we talk about how exhausting all of this conversation is as we enter into July timeframe, because nothing's happening in football right now. There's nothing going on. Training camp is approaching us, but we still are a few weeks away. And all of these debates are happening. All of these lists are being created before the season starts, before anyone has taken a snap. And the one thing that Brittany pointed out today was 
Jeremy Fowler had a top 10 quarterback list that we can't even see because we're not subscribers. <laughs> point one. But we know people. So we know people. We know people that you know, know people. We know people who know the list. Okay. <laughs> and let's just say that Baker Mayfield was left out. However, yes. Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, and Lamar Jackson were all within the top 10. And the top yes. four were the usual suspects. So sure. Brittany, I'm going to kick off with you because you wrote in here, do we care? Does Baker care? Does, does anyone care about this? Do any, does anyone care about lists? You know, I think one of the struggles with the Browns being good is that there's nothing to talk about. Like there's <laughs> just not. I, every time we try to come up with a rundown, everyone, we're like Browns, there's just nothing going on. So you have to rely on these lists that people create, like, oh, this best quarterback here and, you know, most overrated here and which team's not going to make the playoffs that made it this season. And it's just like, it's, I'm exhausted. There's like lists and content fatigue. I feel like you can only read about so much nothing that it's, I feel like it's driving me crazy. So that's just, that's just off season football. And I think you touched on the fact that the Browns are good. And, and that's really a, like what the side effect of all of this is, is that normally in a year of one in 15 or oh, and 16, these lists wouldn't even cross our radar because the Browns would be nowhere near on it. Cause it's, you know, top 10, this top 10 defense, top 10 quarterbacks, it's top everything. So when you mm -hmm. have a team that's, you know, one in 31 over two seasons, that team's going to be nowhere near that list. Now, all of a sudden you have a team that made it to the playoffs and was one game away from a Super Bowl. And now after having an incredible off season with the free agent signings and the draft, this team has Super Bowl expectations. And so not only is that in play, you're going to see Browns in all of these top 10 lists. And then when you have these things like top 10 quarterbacks, you, where you would expect to see Baker Mayfield and he's not there, it's suddenly like, oh my God, why, why is Baker Mayfield not in your list for top 10 quarterbacks? So that's Would just you a put him in the top 10 list. <sighs> that's a tough one. I, based I want to see based him on 2020. I mean, based on 2020, sure. He was a top yeah. 10 quarterback, but like in terms of just overall in the league, I would want to see him year two under Stefanski before I really start to judge him in that way. And I mean, and I've said this before, Baker Mayfield is a great quarterback. There's no arguing that. Like, I'm not going to say that he's not like, I'm a huge Baker fan. I think he's the future for the Browns. He's very clearly the franchise quarterback, like perfect for this organization, but you know, he's had so many coaches and so many coordinators and he's had so much like unrest in his NFL career. I just want to see him settle in to an offense and settle into a system that that is built for him built by him and you know with with kevin stefanski and, and alex van pelt so i mean there's just there's a lot more that i want to see from him before i'm you know jumping the gun and saying top five top ten what, what about you, you well i was i'm the i'm just so exhausted from talking about the same thing week over week year after year and we talked about this a couple weeks ago for whatever reason baker is not given the benefit of the doubt by any means. And we were tweeting about this earlier today and we'll get into it. There was also a comparison. I 
again, like just people on Twitter, like random people on Twitter, just starting comparisons between Lamar and Baker. Again, <sighs> I just find all of these things to be exhausting. And I just don't think there's a point in talking about this. And I'm a firm believer in, I feel very confident in Baker moving forward because the way that he ended the season was on, he was on a trajectory going up. So in my opinion, that is what I am going off of right now at this point in time. He finished within the top five from a quarterback rating standpoint last year. That is what I have to go off of. I don't give a crap what happened in 2018. I don't give a crap what happened in 2019. Quite frankly, all we should care about at this point is how Baker ended the year last year. The roster has stayed the same, if not gotten better. That should be another indication of Baker going to have a very good 2021 season. The other thing that I would just like to point out is I believe that Baker proved last year that he is capable of putting the game in his hands to win it. That happened multiple times last year. That was a question mark that we weren't sure about going into last season. He proved that time and time again. He's not going to be perfect in every single game. He's going to make mistakes. My goodness, Pat Mahomes, who is a generational quarterback, may very well end up being one of the best to ever play the game at that position, didn't win a Super Bowl last year. In fact, he, I would say, folded because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game planned against how to stop him. There's no question mark. No one's questioning Pat Mahomes. I get it. He won a Super Bowl already. He's amazing. But for whatever reason, it's almost as if Baker has to be perfect in order to be even in the discussion at all. And that is what bothers me. Do you think that any of the other 2018 quarterbacks, like any quarterback from the 2018 draft class is feeling left out? Because it feels like, and it could just be us in our AFC bubble, but it feels like the only conversations are about Baker Mayfield Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield versus Lamar Jackson. Do you think Josh Allen is sitting there saying, guys, I, I took my team to the playoffs too. What about he praised. me? He is also praised. What like, about to the me? Oh my God. There are so many Josh Allen stands and I don't, I don't get it. I do not understand because it. Because he's like, tall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is he big. good or is he just tall? Is he a good guy? <laughs> That's a valid question because that was one of the question marks around Baker at the combine was, oh my God, he's under six one. Like, I guess he like stretched out as much as he could. And he's like six foot and three quarters. And everyone's like, oh my God, he's too short for a quarterback. And I'm like, I think I read somewhere that only 3% of the male population is over six feet. So I'm like, he's already elite when it comes to height being over <laughs> six feet. So like also guys on Bumble, knowing that 3% of the male population is over six feet, I see an awful lot of people claim that they're over six feet on Bumble. Just saying. You're, you and your 5'10 have an ass. Guys, I have a serious question. Yes. Is Lamar Jackson good or is he just fast? <laughs> Why don't you tweet that and see how many responses you get? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh you know, God. every time I see the whole Baker and Lamar discussion, I don't want to say anything, but like most of the time I just can't help myself because you know, our friend, friend of the show, Lindsay, okay, she tweeted and she said, you know, um, something about, what I forget how she worded it. 
But basically, you can look at Lamar and Baker and agree that they're both good in their own ways, and that's fine. There's yes. nothing wrong with that. I don't know why we have to have the conversation where we just, it's just one against the other all the time. Like, let I feel like neither are as good or as bad as people think they are. Yeah, I agree that's with that. It. Like, I love Lamar. I love Baker. I love Lamar as a person, not as the team he plays for. But, like, I admire what he does. Because, you know, he got picked so late in the first – he was the last pick in the first round. He, he they, they, He's done great. He won an MVP. Like, he's good to I'm go. Yeah. Um, he's Against not as good teams. as, like, his super fans think he is. Baker Mayfield's not as good as his super fans think he is. But neither one of them are as bad as the, the people that hate them think they are either. So somewhere in the middle. And then, you know, I got to say, too, one of the other things that makes me mad about the AFC North is the Joe Burrow stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, I I can't. Oh, did I miss what was happening about Joe? Because I was thinking, as you were talking about the Baker versus Lamar, I'm like, it, it always seems to be those two. Like, you never saw, you know, Ben Roethlisberger versus Andy Dalton. Like, I never saw this, those comparisons the same way people make try to make the Baker-Lamar comparisons. But what were you seeing about Joe Burrow? Oh, just that in about a year or so, everyone's going to completely forget about Baker and Lamar altogether, and it's just going to be the Joe Burrow show That's of the AFC North. That kind of feels like what's happening with Justin Herbert, too. You yes. know, after his rookie debut, too. It's like he's already cracking in the top 10 list based on potential. Yes. Again, exactly. is he tall? Is it he was, because he's tall? He was, <laughs> he's tall. <laughs> <laughs> he was above Baker in that list, which is just... I. Kyler Murray, again, like there's just people in that I'm like, eh, Kyler Murray is not tall. Kyler Murray, not there. tall. <laughs> Kyler Murray, definitely not but tall. Fast. Lamar and Kyler, fast. Yes. I um I think I think Kyler's stats said that he was his combine stats said that he was like 5'10 or something, but I forget what it was. Like he was standing. There's, there's a picture no of him, there was a picture of him standing next to someone who was known to be 5'8, like someone. It, and it wasn't Andrew Hawkins, but like, I know Andrew Hawkins is short for an NFL player. He's like five, eight or something like that. And Kyler Murray, Murray was standing next to someone who was known to only be five, seven or five, eight. And they were like the same height. Yeah. And I was like, well, I, I, want, I don't believe that he's, even I want to stand me personally. I want to stand next to Kyler Murray wearing heels because I am five, two, my tallest heels, heels are four inches, which would put me at five, six. I want to see what Kyler Murray looks like standing next to me in four inch heels. And if he's the same height as me, that means he's five to six. Me next to Brittany. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we may have uncovered something here. If you go into these quarterback list rankings, they are either tall, they are fast, or they are like Tom Brady. They're like the old guys, right? They're like the old, yes. the old players. Legacies. Right? Yes. The dinosaurs. Yes. <laughs> of the newbies, it's tall and fast. And Baker Mayfield isn't tall and he's really not fast. He just, he's good, I think, at the fundamentals. He Who got smarter about, sorry, last year. Baker. Oh, yeah. What did we say last year? We said Baker had to get smarter. Yeah. Because, you know, there wasn't a whole lot, you know, he's he's not going to get any faster. The, the, the one thing that he could improve his game that was to to get smarter, smarter, and he yeah. did smarter and, and, and accuracy to us. Yeah, and I think 
you can teach was what was it you can't teach speed but you can teach accuracy or something like that like baker did well in his passing game last yeah. year you and know if i'm not mistaken one of the things that pat mahomes is credited for that doesn't get talked about probably enough is how smart he is the decisions yes. that he makes that makes him truly a really really good quarterback yes the numbers yeah. are there too but they talk about his football IQ. And I do think that is a place that Baker Mayfield could excel at. And hopefully we see that with Kevin Stavansky and Alex Van Pelt this season, year number two, right? We have the benefit of having everyone on the coaching staff back as well, in addition to the offense. So I just want this to play out. Like all of these arguments are so stupid, right? We're going to see this play out in real time, hopefully within the next few years. And then these arguments we're going to look back and be like, this is so silly. Why are we even talking about this? Because yeah. it's because it's July and people are paid to make content. And so they're pulling something out of thin air because they have nothing else to go on. Like, and I like, and I don't, I don't, I don't hate the lists because I get it. Like I'm in that world where, you know, I'm on a show where we're talking about sports 20 to 25 hours a week. And it can feel droning sometimes because there's only, it feels like there's only so much to talk about in the sports world. So I get it, especially with these guys who are like NFL network, because when I was at Sirius XM, I was only doing college sports. And so this time of year got very, very difficult because school's out and there's nothing happening at this point. You know, the best you can look at is recruiting classes. So I get it. Like, I don't fault them for making the lists because it's their job, but um, I can understand the, the fatigue that comes with it because when you are a fan of a certain team like the Browns or, or the Ravens or something like that, and you're seeing the same things over and over and over again, like it does get very frustrating. So I can see both sides of it. So as we get set to kick off training camp, we might as well talk about who do you think from the team is under the most pressure this season? could be a player, could be a coach, could be really anything. Joe Woods. Yep. Yeah. That seems to be yeah. the popular answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not even a player. I, I haven't even thought about players. I was like, oh, they, they all have equal, you know, everyone's pressured. Joe Woods. It's Joe Woods. Well, yeah. I mean, and I, I think the defense as a whole has a pressure to perform yep. uh, because the Browns had one of the worst defenses in the NFL last year. Um, OBJ is going to have some pressure because uh, he was injured last season, and then the whole narrative of Baker Mayfield was better without OBJ, which is a very dumb thing to talk about because Baker Mayfield was going to get better regardless throughout the season, and it just was unfortunate that OBJ wasn't on the field when that happened. So OBJ is definitely under pressure because people want to see, you know, him play with Baker. They want to see Baker to continue to improve with OBJ on the field. Um, and then honestly, I think there's pressure for Baker and Nick Chubb and Denzel Ward because they all have contracts mm -hmm. that are coming there's up. A, like, there's quite a few players that are up against contracts, contract extensions. And then also there's a lot of guys that we picked up that have just a year contract that are looking to prove something, whether that be re-signing with the Browns or testing the free agency market next year. But it should be, that should all play to the benefit of the actual Cleveland Browns football team. Mm -hmm. right you have guys that have a lot to play for mm -hmm. I can't wait you guys I literally am I so excited I know we talked about Brittany last week was already looking forward to Halloween 
in Christmas. I am too. I'm already <laughs> planning the costumes that I am going to dress myself and my cat up in. I have to say, I think August is an underrated month that people don't appreciate as much. And I'm going to tell I, you why. Go ahead. For me, I really enjoy the anticipation leading up to certain things. So like vacation, like I love the week leading into vacation because it's like, I have something to look forward to. I'm more motivated to check things off my list because I know what's coming. I feel that way about August. School is starting back up for the kids. You know, they're out of the house. They're in a routine. We're all functioning back to normal. Football season is starting. There's preseason games happening, but you get the benefit of still having summer weather. So you can still go swimming. You can still do outdoor activities before you get into like the colder months that are happening. So I love August. And then you also have actual like full NFL football season kicking off, which happens in September. So I just love the anticipation and the excitement leading up to that. I'm a huge nerd, but like, I just love that anticipation. No, I'm with you. I like August. I, August is my favorite of the summer months because it's closest to spooky season. Actually, <laughs> I would argue that spooky season starts in August because usually around the 16th or 17th, that's when you could start asking Dunkin' Donuts if they have pumpkin spice and oh my you know, gosh, flavor. Mark it on your calendar. Which I do. Usually between like 12 and the 17th, there's a window before they start advertising it yet. But if you go to the drive-thru and ask for it and they have it, they have to give it to you. So, you know, a couple weeks. Is that a, is that a rule? <laughs> I'm getting a death stare. <laughs> Wait, is that a rule? Like if you ask for pumpkin spice and it's there, they have to give it to you? Yeah. That's a rule? 100%. I've, I've I didn't done know it for that. like eight years. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. So I discovered yeah. last year, what I like better than the pumpkin spice latte is the pumpkin cold foam on top of. Oh, the yes, brew. yes, yes. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. That's I, so good. but Starbucks doesn't give it to you early. If you ask for it, you have, oh, to they don't oh, Duncan okay. versus Starbucks wars. Does, exactly. um, <laughs> does Duncan do the pumpkin cold foam? No, but they might this year. Cause they've been doing more cold. Like they did the Charlie cold foam. Yes. Which is really, yeah. Brie. Yeah. Sweet cream. Yes. Um, so they've been doing more cold brew with like the foams and stuff. Um, but they haven't yet, but yeah, that pumpkin one from Starbucks is all time it's so good i um i saw a recipe to make cold foam from home using like canned pumpkin i feel like i need to try that oh interesting would that be something that i could get away with in july because i still have some why not do a tiktok somewhere in my it. cabinet <laughs> i know that's a solution yeah. to everything i i had to private my tiktok a few weeks ago and i haven't posted on it since then but i might uh i might clean the entire account out and then public it and start posting again. We'll see. There you go. All right. So we will wrap up this Browns conversation. Hopefully there'll be something to actually talk about next week. I'm sure we talk about the same things. We're going to move on to major league baseball and the Indians. Um, Meredith, I'm going to kick this over to you. Fill us in on what is going on with the tribe. They ended their losing streak. I did see that while I was on vacation or leading up to vacation. Um, and trade deadline is upon us. Correct. Yeah, July 31st is the trade deadline for Major League Baseball. And the Indians are in, they're in a really tough spot because they did have a nine game losing streak and that was, that was a season high for them. And then um, they started beating up on Kansas City, 
which isn't really saying much. It's like beating up on a JV team. So everyone's like all excited, like, oh, the tribe is winning again. But they're I was back. Like, yeah, no, they're not. But I, one of the problems that the team has run into is that we're, you know, what, two weeks away from the trade deadline. And there's no telling whether or not they have the ability to be buyers or sellers, because if their entire starting, like their, if their starting rotation is injured, they're not going to make a play for the playoffs. Like that's just the reality. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. Like when you have Shane Bieber injured, when Zach Plesak is, you know, limited to 60 pitches, when, you know, when your best pitcher is Aaron Savale, like that's a problem. So, you know, they, they're looking at this and saying, okay, well, can we make a play to get somebody to help the playoff push? But then it's also like, is it worth it? Because it was the same thing when they signed Yasiel Puig for like two months, you know, that was a win now move, but they didn't even, I don't even think they made it to the postseason that year. So it almost felt like it was a complete waste of MV Puig. So like, that's, I, I, that's where it is. Like, quite frankly, if I'm the Indians, I, I don't want to say give up, but I would just say, don't make any big moves and just work on trying to rebuild and rehab and get everyone healthy. And if you make it to the postseason, great, but you know, if you don't, don't consider the season a not success. It's just, I don't know if any other team has had quite the injuries that, yeah. that the tribe has had because they are, they, they are known for having one of the best pitching rotations in the entire league. And now suddenly you've got Tristan McKenzie down in triple a because he can't handle the big leagues. And oh, I don't want to say can't handle, cause that sounds too harsh, but he hasn't been living up to expectations in his few starts for the Indians you know, and then you've got your best pitchers all on the IL, mm-hmm. you know, Zach, please breaks his thumb, taking off his shirt. <laughs> that's that's that. If that's not a metaphor for this team, I don't know what is. Yeah. Well, not to mention that the Indians have had to heavily rely on their starting pitching. Mm-hmm. That has been their strength to make it. And to your point, Based on the injuries, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what comes of this month and the trade deadline and what they decide to do, where they're yeah, going. And, and there was a period where both Jose Ramirez and Fran Mil Reyes were on the IL at the same time. And those are the only power hitters in the lineup. Well, although Harold Ramirez has started to come around with his home runs, like you've got, you know, Bobby Bradley starting to come into his own. So you've got some of the people that you would expect to hit starting to hit, but like, your two sluggers are Jose Ramirez and Fran Mil Reyes. So when they are both on the IL at the same time, and then your starting rotation is on the IL, it's a problem. It's a big problem. So it's just this season ha- for the Indians has just felt so messy. I don't know how else to describe it. It has been a mess. Yes. Um, and that's your tribe update. That is your tribe update. Well, that's your tribe update. So the MLB, the all-star game is currently underway. I don't have a TV in the room I'm in right now, so I have no idea what's going on, but the home run derby was last night. And then the celebrity softball game. Um, and Meredith, I want you to talk about this because, um, and Brittany, you guys talked about people being mad about TikTok influencers <laughs> that were invited to the game. Fill me in. Who was in this game? So I don't know, as I was looking at 
the videos and the pictures of the i have to admit that i don't even know who these people are which is fine because i don't even know who most of the people on the all-star teams are like i don't care (laughs) but like i see the the people underneath who unlike myself who you see people that you don't recognize you're like okay whatever like i'm sure there's somebody you know somebody cares or else they wouldn't be there um, and it's very obvious that Major League Baseball is using these people to sort of reach a younger generation, which Major League Baseball literally has to do to stay alive because all these, you know, old get off my lawn guys aren't going to be around forever. But the old get off my lawn guys also get pissed off when people get invited into the baseball community that they don't know or that they don't understand. So there's a lot of gatekeeping going on um, in the comment section from, of course, baseball purists, because they are, other than maybe, well, there's two fan bases that I can think of off the top of my head that are worse, but like that whole baseball demographic, the, the purist elitist as a whole, third worst fans in sports, not close. So I'm looking at the roster right now and right, I'm only seeing like two people on the list who would I who I would consider influencers. One is Jojo Siwa and the other one is this guy named Josh Richards whom I've never heard of. Um I love Jojo Siwa. I She's love Jojo Siwa like too. She is adorable. Bonafide superstar now. Yeah, so I just I mean and everybody else on the list is um actors, there's a few athletes that did, did non-baseball DK athletes. Metcalf play? Yes, he did. Okay, I saw um, something about him. But here's the thing is that I think the idea of TikTokers seems to elude the older generation because I don't think they can wrap their heads around someone becoming famous from social media, but that's a a complete possibility. And, And I think that kind of started with reality TV, like the cast of the Jersey Shore, I would argue that they are celebrities. You know, if Snooki was in a celebrity softball game, it would be weird because she's not particularly relevant but she's still a celebrity. Like people know who, like people know who she is and they know what her name is. And that's kind of where, what TikTok has done. It's kind of taken over this entertainment space. So the people who are big on these platforms are definitely considered celebrities. And I just think this older generation thinks, you know, a celebrity has to be like Greta Garbo or something, you know, <laughs> like it, ha- it has to be a famous actor or a famous singer. Like there's, there are other people who can be considered celebrities and it doesn't have to be an actor or a singer. It can be somebody from social media. It can be somebody from reality TV. You know, it just, I, like that whole thing, I just find so antiquated that you can't look at Jojo Siwa and say that she's not a celebrity. She is. She is, is 100%. Greta Garbo? She's like an actress from like the 30s or something like that. <laughs> Like Al Jolson and their Al Jolson and their talkies. <laughs> talkies. <laughs> you are if such they're not, a baseball fan. <laughs> if they're if they're not if they're not in the talkie, they're not a celebrity. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Enough about baseball. <laughs> it just, I don't know. I, I just feel like things need to evolve. They need to evolve. For and sure. I get really and it, oh, yeah. it and it's very annoying because I feel like our generation and younger embraces how the world is evolving in technology. Just why, Joey? <laughs> She's like, "Hey guys, I have I have things to say." Um, but no, like it just in this world, 
like, I feel like millennials embrace change. Gen Z embraces change. Like Gen X is a little, they're okay. I think as long as it's on Facebook, but when you get like people burn, some, <laughs> like when you get people in some of these older generations, they just like, they want things that were the way they knew them in the fifties. And that's just not how the world works. Yeah. So you've got millennials embracing TikTok stars as celebrities. You've got Gen Z's who want to be the TikTok star celebrities. Like just the world is evolving and you have to get on board. And if you don't, then you're just going to get left behind and you're going to be grandpa Simpson yelling at, cl at clouds. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention TikTok, social media platforms just in general continue to evolve with how people consume their content and what people want to see. But social media is one of the best marketing platforms that you can have. Oh yeah. Whether you are a personal brand, a, a business, a league, a sports team, it is free marketing for people to consume content. So get with it, people. You know how many things I've bought just based off of a TikTok video? <laughs> I have bought, I've bought a few things. I've, I've bought a few things that I've seen on, on Instagram, yes. thanks to uh, influencers. But cleaning also, TikTok, I mean, cleaning TikTok is where it's at. I'm telling you, cleaning TikTok. Oh my God. Yeah, I bought the scrub daddy sponges because I saw them on <laughs> Clean Talk. So yes, I'm definitely in that boat. But like, if you think about it with, even with the NIL bills that have come out of Congress for college students now, I think some of the older generation, all they do is talk about endorsement deals and going to car dealerships and Baker Mayfield and his progressive, like, and I was like, yeah, like these are avenues that these athletes can go, but you do realize that, you know, Odyssey Alexander, who's the pitcher for the JMU softball team probably has a million followers on her social media platforms. And now she has the opportunity to make money off yes, of it. Like exactly. I know, like I just know on my for you page, all of a sudden I'm seeing a lot of NCAA athletes yeah. mm -hmm. on, on my for you page now a lot more. And I guarantee it's because the minute that bill passed, they probably all entered themselves into the creator fund because they're not going to lose their scholarships. They're not going to lose their place on the team They're They have that opportunity to use themselves to make money now. So it's like that to me, I think that's the direction that people are going to go. Like, it's not going to be these blockbuster endorsement deals, like what Baker Mayfield has with progressive or what Aaron Rodgers had with, what is it a uh, state farm? Like that's the type of thing that's going to be for the professionals at the university level, at the college level, it's all going to be influencers on social media. Like that's how they're going to make their money. Yeah. I'm here for it. All right. So we're going to wrap up the show with two very important topics. The first we're going to discuss is the Cavs because the Colin Sexton trade rumors have heated up and Brittany's boyfriend saw, is the charge of it all. <laughs> I saw <laughs> that look that Brittany just gave. He's just sitting on the couch. I wish like we were live so know. you could see the death glares Brittany just gave Danny. We're talking about Colin Sexton. <laughs> How he could he not me. figure that out based off that look? Brittany? He texted me today and he's like, are you mad at me? <laughs> I know. I almost feel bad. I outed Danny because I saw him tweeting about the package that he put together for Ben Simmons and I sent it to our group chat and I was like, like imagine okay he <laughs> understands that this is the only player this is my last favorite Cleveland player this is it like I had a long list of favorite Cleveland athletes it ends with Colin Sexton I like the Browns like I don't really think that I have a favorite player though like I like so many of them equally you know what I mean 
I don't care about any of the Indians. You don't have a son on the Browns yet? No, no son. This is my We're going to have to son. find you one. This is it. Then they all flew the nest. He's going to be an empty nester. Imagine. Oh my God, Joey. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. Imagine like the love of your life only has one thing left and you want to rip it from her <laughs> arms and you can't stop talking every day. It's like a new chapter of torture and I just have to sit there and take it. A chapter of torture. It is. It's torture. And there's no reason. It's not like Colin Sexton sucks. He's fine. Right. Although I'll tell you what, one of the things that doesn't make sense to me, um, I forget which of the Jalen's, it was either Suggs or Green, but mm. someone was saying that if that's who the Cavs go with at number three, either Jalen Suggs or Jalen Green, then you have to trade Colin Sexton because they're essentially the same player. They'd be playing the same role. Like there's no room for two of that type of player on the Cavs. And my thought process is, then why would you even consider drafting that in the first place? Like, why would you draft Colin Sexton 2.0 when you already have a Colin Sexton on the team? I can answer that. They're taller. (laughs) (laughs) Are they good or are they tall? (laughs) I mean, it's a valid tall people. (laughs) Colin Sexton, is he bad or is he short? (laughs) Yeah. Listen, as someone who is short and who has been short their entire lives and played sports, I was always looked down upon because I was short. There you go. And there's nothing you can do about that. So you just have to try to improve yourself in different ways because you can't make himself grow. Oh, now he doesn't have an issue with anything. Oh, (laughs) how the tables have turned. Keyboard warrior, Danny Mm -hmm. Cunningham, the keyboard warrior. Now that he has to face you in person. He won't look me in the face and break my heart. He'll just do it on in public. On Twitter. Or, on yeah. the air. Is <laughs> he playing day. two different, does he have two different personalities that to put on yeah, a show for the radio? Right look at him right now. On air just Danny and off air Danny. Acting like he did nothing wrong. Fanny. <laughs> better sleep with one eye open. <laughs> he better, he's going to be sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> he's going to be sleeping right under that Colin Sexton mural. <laughs> Right? And you could look at him all night. I defended him. In all seriousness, <laughs> with the Cavs, not that, that this is not serious, it is very serious to Brittany. What are they trying to accomplish? I, I still can't figure out what they want. Like, do they know who they are or what they want to be? No. Mm-mm. Okay. That's what I, I thought. So. Like, That's two hard. years ago, I thought, you know, hey, maybe they're, you know, I was all about a plan of some sort. I don't, I don't think, think they have, have one plan anymore. I think they're just like, now they're just going to go with best available. I really don't think Colin Sexton's, I wouldn't be surprised if they trade him. Like that's where I'm at now with that. Um, yeah. I don't, and the I rumor don't... now is the Knicks. The Knicks yeah. are a key. That's, that's the newest one. So yeah, Obi, T- Obi Toppin. Cool. Sounds great, guys. Can't wait. <laughs> it's frustrating though, because you watch teams like the Hawks and the Suns who obviously the Suns are in the finals, but the Hawks made it very far with young talent. And you have Devin Booker on the Suns, who is amazing. And and I just sit here and think like, are the Cavs ever going to get back to being in a position to have a young team be able to make it that far? Like, what are the chances that we can get back to that? A lot is going to rely on this draft. Yes. Yeah. This is the biggest. If the Cavs don't get this draft right they're in trouble mm. they're in a Big lot trouble. of trouble 
um, because this is the probably the highest pick they've gotten since what was the last time they had a high pick like 2010 or something like that like it's always been you know sub five, like it's always been above five um mm-hmm. and so they finally get a number three and then i just i think the rumors of the pistons considering trading out of the number one spot is so comical because the way people like people talk about Cade Cunningham, like he's the next coming of LeBron James. And it's like, if you have the opportunity to take the next coming of LeBron James, why are you trading out of the number one spot? Like they haven't done it yet. Those are just the rumors. I mean, there could be smoke to those rumors, but I just, I find that comical that they're uh <laughs> that they're like you know what we've got this guy that people are obsessed with let's trade but um also i i asked a friend this the other day and he agreed with me i want to get your guys's opinion so when i was talking about you know aaron judge and pete davidson energy another thing that gives me kind of like the same energy is the way people are talking about Cade cunningham now feels like Andrew Wiggins 2.0. Like mm. a lot of the conversation surrounding Kate Cunningham feels like the way people talked about Andrew Wiggins when he was getting into the draft and he flopped in the NBA. So I was I was a massive Andrew Wiggins fan when he was in college. Were so I yeah, I don't know why. Please don't ask. Um but <laughs> that that was one of the things that I'm like is Kate Cunningham the next Andrew Wiggins? Danny do you think Kate Cunningham's the next Andrew Wiggins? No. Why? Because he's a far better passer. He's a better shooter, better shot selection. He controls the game. Play. All right, Danny says no. I trust Danny. I don't. He's I don't still, really know much about Kate Cunningham. Yeah, I don't know. It just like, uh, like I get like, I think that Kate Cunningham is is definitely the clear number one in the draft. But just the it's just the way people are talking about him. Yeah. That like it feels like the way people talked about Andrew Wiggins. Mm. So that's why I almost, in a couple of years, Meredith. Yeah, nice. I know. So I get a little bit nervous about that, especially if the Cavaliers are, you know, one of the teams that are rumored to try and make that play for number one. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, if you give, if you sell the farm for Cade Cunningham and he is the next Andrew Wiggins, oh my God. <laughs> like just sell your entire franchise now. Like yep. it's, it's done. It's over. Oh man. I have nothing else to add. I just feel like the Cavs royally screwed up when they gave Kevin Love all that money. That's what, it. four years, three years ago, whatever that was. Yep. So we'll see if they ever come back from it. Um, okay, so we will wrap up the show with a fun list. It's French Friday, and we were texting each other, arguing about what our favorite French fries are. Meredith, I'm going to kick it off to you because you were the one that kicked off this initial text and you had some fire to share about some people's take on French fries. Yes. So first off, I think waffle fries are overrated. They're good, but they're overrated. Like all waffle fries or like specifically Chick-fil-A's waffle fries? um, I just think waffle fries in general. Like I, like they're not, they're not terrible. They're not terrible, but like they wouldn't, I don't know that they would crack my top five. The best waffle fries I have ever had. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Come from a Mexican restaurant. Really? And that's not, yeah. um, Mad Max, which is, I guess, somewhat of a chain. They, they had one in at Ohio state's campus 
And I would always get the chicken wing burrito, highly recommend with the waffle fries and a side of ranch. Best waffle fries, hands down, I've ever had. Like super amazing. crispy, not floppy. That sounds like, amazing. It, it definitely depends on the flop yeah. ratio. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then uh, a friend of mine from college was posting his list earlier today. Um, first off, he had tater tots on that list, which is ridiculous because tater tots are not a French fry. I would argue that they're more of a hash brown. They're like little, like, they're hash like brown it's nuggets. like a breakfast, but, mm, I li- I but like tots. I put them in my list. I love tater tots. A crispy like, tot. I, yes, I am more likely. I am more likely to order tater tater tots over <laughs> French fries, but they're not French fries. And then he had, he had the audacity to put crinkle cut at number two. Crinkle cut fries are trash. For the worst. They are they the are worst. mushy and soggy. They are never crispy. And even with it when they are, it just feels like like if I wanted to put that much potato in my mouth, I would just have a baked potato. Crinkle cuts and tater tots are for babies. That's it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, That's I do love Those are the I only do. two people you? that are allowed to eat them. No, babies and nerds. <laughs> nerds are allowed to eat them. <laughs> Well, I do, but I do love tater tots though. I just don't want them in my fry discussion because they're completely no, different. No, you, you don't like tater tots are just, they're just hash browns, but worse. So just get the hash browns. <laughs> don't ever, I, every, we went to Cane's. Okay. I've had Cane's twice. I know you hate Cane's French fries. <gasps> they are so bad. And they were even worse this time. They were not better this time. And they only gave you like <laughs> six of them. That's the same way. Like, it's so funny because I see a lot of people in like in Southern states, they'll argue Bojangles versus Zaxby's. And mm-hmm. so many people will be pro Zaxby's. And I'm like, why? Like their chick, their chicken, chick- chicken's better. <laughs> it's okay. But the, it's crinkle cut fries. Again, trashy crinkle cut fries. Yeah. Garbage. Oh, everything. I, so I love all French fries. I do not discriminate against any French fry. I love them all. Um, but I'm a big fan of like, of salt. Like I like the taste of salty fries. Give me some mm-hmm. salty fries and I am in heaven. I am also very particular and I do prefer crispy in most cases. So yes, crinkle cut in a lot of cases, they can't get the crisp right. There's too much potato to your point, Meredith. It's like a baked potato, but I like McDonald's French fries, slightly mushy. Like that is like the one French fry place where I actually like, and I seek out specifically the soft mushy ones. Like give me all the mush. I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) Um, Also, I think when you do the French fry discussion, there was um, a Twitter account. I think Brittany, I think you quote tweeted it where they were doing a, yeah, doing a bracket of fries. Mm. I Uh feel like you, when you do a best French fries, it has to be the style of fries, not the brand. You know, because like yeah, so like, there's shoestring, like, crinkle cut, curly. Yeah, exactly. Like there's, yeah, yeah. So if you say so, like let's look at fast foods like McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's. Like they all do their fries in the same way. They all yeah. taste different, but they're all the same style of fry. So that's why I find it really weird when it's like McDonald's French fries versus Chick Fil A French. Like I don't know. I don't do brands. I, I would do style. I think shoestring are underrated because they can get like they're so thin they get that super crisp about yeah. it curly fries are top tier like easily 
top tier. And then battered fries never seem to make the list, but they are I so good. I was just going to say that battered fries are one of my favorite. People sleep on battered yes. fries. They're so good. And then the fun thing is you can batter any type of fry. Like I have had battered shoestring fries. I've yes. had battered thick cut fries. Like it just, it, it takes your fry to a, to a different level. I agree. Do you guys want to know who has an underrated French fry? Yes, always. I love French fries, man. This is so random, but my kids on any menu, if I can't find something they like, it's always like order French fries and they'll usually eat them. Pizza Hut has a really good French fries. Listen, Pizza Hut has underrated everything. Thank you. Have you guys tried their new thin crust? I forget what it's called. They have a new like thin crust pepperoni pizza and it is better than their regular pan pizza. Like the regular pan pizza can give you the runs like for days. (laughs) So okay, pan pizza. Oh my God. Pan pizza is one of those, like, I love it. It's so good, but it's just, it, it's very greasy. So you have to be prepared for it. Exactly. Um, do you guys remember when pizza hut used to have salad bars? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I miss the pizza. I don't know why. Like that was, I was, a I was a strange child where I have always loved salad bars. Oh now, my God. Post, me too. Now post COVID, I feel a little bit differently about it, Same. <laughs> but Same. I, even when I was like in elementary school, did like we would do those like reading fundamental things over the summer. And like, if you read a certain amount of books and you got the stamps, you took them to Pizza Hut and you got a personal pan pizza. Mm-hmm. And I would always want the salad bar too. I loved the salad bar, but Pizza Hut sponsor us. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I didn't even know that Pizza Hut did French fries. Yeah, they kind of taste battered a little bit which is why I really, mm-hmm. really enjoyed them. Maybe, maybe that's it. I find, I find a lot of like Middle Eastern restaurants, either like Greek, Lebanese, like that style. If you get French fries, they're always battered. Love. They are always, always battered when you get French fries from a, from like a Middle Eastern restaurant. They're so good. Brittany, what's your top tier for French fries? Rallies, Arby's, oh. um, Popeye's. You know, and, and sweet potato think, fries. People don't talk about sweet yeah, potato fries. Those yeah. are so I good. I love sweet potato fries. I like they Chick-fil-A fries good. too. Waffles. Waffle fries. The only thing that bothers me about Chick-fil-A fries, waffle fries, is because they're the shape of a waffle, you get like six of them. It That's true. Crazy. Yeah, you yes. do want a lot of fries. I would yes. go for, I feel like with fries, you sometimes sometimes you want quantity over quality. Unless the rallies. Just give me all the rallies. Fries. I don't think I've ever had rallies fries. So I'm gonna have good. to try. But like pe- people keep talking about Popeyes um, because oh. we were talking today. Apparently, they are going to take whatever they make their chicken sa- their spicy chicken sandwich out of, and they're gonna turn they're gonna make chicken mm. nuggets. So like that's coming soon from Popeyes. Mm. I don't know where a Popeyes is. I've lived in Ohio for four and a half years, and I have not seen a Popeyes. Oh, they added one in Boardman. Here. I don't. Where's Boardman? By me. <laughs> By Youngstown. Okay. okay. Like if it's not like downtown Cleveland or the immediate suburbs within like 15 minutes, I have no idea where it is. Might as well go to Popeyes soon. Please, please. Wait. Because I used to love Popeyes as a child. I absolutely loved it. I don't think I've had it since I was in elementary school. Cause I just, I can't remember the last time I've ever seen a Popeyes. Brittany, I know you're big on like the fish sandwich comparisons for mm. different fast food chains. And I know you were kind of getting into it with the chicken sandwiches. Have you mm-hmm. had the new KFC chicken sandwich yet? I have not, no. Okay. 
I got it last night. I was desperate on my way home from the airport. I was starving and I stopped and I was like, well, I'll try the new KFC chicken sandwich. I'm a big fan of the mashed potatoes and that sounded really good. So I was like, I'll just get the meal. I was severely disappointed oh, in their man. chicken sandwich. Like man. very disappointed. That's a bummer. I know, That's but I, I need someone else to try fish it. Sandwich. Really? I was so excited for it. And then I had, and I was like, ugh, this is not good. It was a big, like, it was a big sandwich, you know, like the, the volume, the girth was, it was, mm. it was the tall, girth. <laughs> <Was it> good? <laughs> tall, not good. I got, I got a chicken sandwich, but it was from a local, like it was a, like a local bar, um, that's down the street from my apartment. I was really lazy the other day and I did Uber eats and I got the chicken sandwich and it was delicious, but I've been making an effort to eat healthier lately and so it's the first time in probably like two or three weeks that I've had like any type of greasy food let me tell you my stomach hurt for a day and a half after mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like what is this feeling I don't like it I was like I'm pregnant with grease <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give birth to grease I don't like this but it was still delicious 10 out of 10 would do it again even even with the pain all right. Well, this has been a fun show. I started off really rocky with my issues that I had. So this has been a marathon episode of uh, a podcast, but most of the recording, hopefully you guys get with no issues. So um, we will wrap up for this evening. We thank you all for listening. Um, again, you can always find us on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or the Odyssey app. Um Again, we love hearing from you. Be sure to send us a tweet. We will try to go live. I'll try to get all of my issues fixed for next week. Um, But we have more plans to go live and connect with you guys in real time. So we're excited about that. So stay tuned. We will get everything figured out. Um, If you guys don't subscribe to our YouTube page, find us there too, because the the episodes will be there as well. You can subscribe. It's Girl Gang um, CLE. And give us a follow on Twitter. We will talk to you guys all next week. 